What's up guys, it's Marimba here from Life With Peace and I just want to welcome you to our autumn chapter of Life With Peace 2022. This season is all about the autumn time harvest. That's right, this is the season where we're going to start seeing evidence of the seed sown with tears and grit and sacrifice. The Lord is really in the business of redeeming and vindicating His people. So if this is for you, I want you to snatch this. I want you to hang on to this season with everything you've got as we confidently gather the harvest, gather the reward, gather the produce of our hard work, right? And the beautiful thing about this season is much of the harvest that we're actually reaping is not going to be from seeds that we've planted ourselves. That's right. We are also going to be reaping the benefits of the seeds of the Abrahams that have gone before us. That's crazy, right? God is really in the business of blessing his kids. It says in Isaiah 61 verse 8, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. That's right, guys. Take that word. This is the season in which everyone will realize that we are a people the Lord has blessed. I can't wait to get into it, guys. Join me for the journey. Peace. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? It's Marimba here from Peace in the Promise, and I am like so, so, so thrilled. Did I just say Peace in the Promise? Well, yeah, okay. Technically, I am from Peace in the Promise, but this is Life with Peace, the podcast, obviously, so <laughs> which is brought to you by Peace in the Promise. But oh my goodness, guys, I am so like, I don't even know where to start. I'm so thankful to God just for who he is and just for what he's doing in my life and the elevation, the increase, the spiritual maturity, the testing, the pressing, the opportunities to grow. I'm honestly, honest to God, I'm so thankful. And whatever portion of me is not thankful, like God, may you reveal it to me because, (laughs) but honestly, like I've just felt this supernatural anchoring this whole season and even preceding this season I felt like God and the Holy Spirit just girding me and just holding me close and just clutching me, like keeping me so steady in a way I've never experienced before. And this is like in every area of my life because, you know, I'm all about giving the Holy Spirit full access to your life. So often in our generation, we give the Holy Spirit access to portions of our life. If you envision your heart and your life as being like a house, you know, you give him access maybe to the main portion of the house or one bedroom, like the churchy portion. Like when I go to church, when I'm around Christians, I want to talk like this and act like this. And yeah, the Holy Spirit, you can be alive in me there and you can make me say fancy things and give me knowledge of the scripture when I'm around these people. But when I want to do what I want to do, like, I don't really want you in that because you're going to dampen my fun and all that stuff. Right. And I'm saying that not in judgment because I've been there. Like, where you section off your life, whether you do it intentionally or not, but you section off your life and you try to put the Holy Spirit in a box. And for as long as you do that, you know, he's not going to intrude. He's like, look, I'm ready to, you know, really transform your life for the glory of God and for the better. If you let me in, if you really yield and surrender to me in every portion and every way, but for as long as you're going to tiptoe and dapple in a little bit of the world here and a little bit of the things of God here, I can't work with that because the word says that if you are lukewarm, you know, the whole, the God, God is going to ultimately spit you out of his mouth because 
you would rather choose to be all in or all out because when you are half and half, you are pretty much considered to be all out. So God's like, I want you. I want every portion of your life. And if you just let me in, I'm really going to use you and shift you for your glory. And he's really done that for me and is continuing to do it. And it's just my honest prayer. And honestly, I'm asking everybody, if you're ever wanting to pray for me, just keep praying that I keep yielding. Keep praying that, you know, the spirit of God keeps me humble and that, you know, he just keeps doing what he's doing, even in the pressing and the testing and all of that. It's all for his glory and it's a genuine joy and delight. And I know that I'm most effective when I honestly am surrendered to him completely. So I'm just so thankful because he's really been girding me and holding me. And I felt a supernatural anchoring like in my like everything, my whole life as I should, because he is in control of everything, like my worship, the ministry, my family, everything that I do, like I've just sensed him so strong. And, you know, I've experienced and encountered God in ways that I really haven't before. There was a period in my life, like I think back in 2016, where I would always refer to that period and say, oh my gosh, I feel like that was when I was closest to the Lord. But honestly, this season trumps that season. And this is not just a season I'm believing that God's like, okay, this is the life I've always intended for you to live. And, you know, whereas, you know, I've been a believer for like since maybe 2013. Um, so almost 10 years now. Wow. Oh my gosh. But since 2013 and God's like this, this is like, you know, the increase. This is the spiritual maturity I've always wanted to build in you from that time. But, you know, for whatever reason, I was still dappling a bit here, a bit there, you know, relationships, this and that still yielding to the flesh. But God is enabling me through his grace and mercy to keep me faithful. Obviously, I am not perfect. (laughs) If you want to spend 15 minutes with me, you'll probably tell. (laughs) But you know, I really thank God that he's the one that's keeping me faithful and, you know, just humbling me. And I'm really thankful. So anyway, this, that's a real long intro. But today we're pretty much talking about harvesting where we did not plant. I think it's something that I said in the intro. If you've heard the intro to Life with Peace, the autumn chapter, which is autumn time harvest. And I'm talking about, you know, today we're talking about reaping where we did not sow. So I'm really talking about appreciating the Abrahams and appreciating, you know, all those generations that came before us, you know, um, I don't want to make an assumption and say, Oh, us as young people don't appreciate our elders. What I'm just going to say, you know, me as a teenager, when you're in that teenage phase, like, Oh my gosh, like I know it all. No one can tell me nothing. I'm ready to like, and you know what? Not even in the world, like even as a believer, like, let me, let me give an example for myself. Like when I'm a real Joshua, you know, like God has put that in me and, you know, something he spoke over me was that, you know, he's given me the heart of Moses. And now in this season, he's like, you're like a Joshua, like you're running, you're ahead, like you're sprinting. Like he's given me that, that, that zeal and that passion that I really feel like he poured out onto Joshua. Um, and the thing is, it's real easy to, and when you're in the position of a Joshua to be like, oh, like to have the perspective of, oh, everyone before me was useless. Like I'm the one that's like running ahead and I'm the first person to ever do anything. And I'm the first person to do this, that, and whatever. And it's real easy to get prideful and ahead of yourself to think that you are the one that is making all these changes. But it's important to acknowledge that without Moses really like plowing that field, we, I could not do squat and without, you know, all the way back, Abraham, without all the way back, you know, even Adam and Eve, without them, I could, you know, we cannot be doing the things that we're doing today if there were not laborers and people who had tended the ground before us. So in this season of autumn time harvest, I really am just 
you know, believing God wants us to really appreciate and make the most of, you know, the wisdom and the resources of those that have come before us, you know, just because someone, maybe you don't agree with all of their choices or decisions, maybe, you know, you've seen the humanity of a person, shock, horror, you know, (laughs) you know, it doesn't mean that their work was useless. They still helped prepare the soil for you in the same way that you are going to be preparing the soil for somebody else to follow after you. It's very easy for us to think, you know, okay, I'm the only one, I'm the only one that's going to do this. But at the end of the day, we're going to pass the baton on to somebody else. So we've received a baton from somebody and we are like running our leg of the race and we're going to give the baton to somebody else, right? At some point. So the whole idea is, okay, let me do what I'm supposed to do. You know, at first I was like, oh, let me go as far as I can with this baton. But it's like, really like, let me be effective and smart in this race. Like, let me do what I need to do. What is called of me and required of me in this race. You know, let's say if you're thinking about, um, uh, the 100 meter relay, 400 meter relay where there are four runners and each of them run a hundred meters, you know, each runner has a specific task. You know, I'm not really into, I used to be when I was in high school, I'm not so deep into the sporting world, but I'm from what I'm aware of is that each runner has a specific task and they strategically place each runner in each section for a reason. So they might put the fastest person first or the fastest person last, you know, so first and last so that you can get a head start and that you have a good finish. Somebody who's good at finishing a race, you know, they'll, they'll put them last and however else they decide to do to, you know, distribute the runners, you know, they do what they need to do. So, you know, Your job is not necessarily just to go fast or to just go hard and, you know, burn yourself out, but your job is to run the race God has set out for you. Your job is to run it in the way he's intended and run your race strategically in his strategy, in his kingdom strategy before you pass the baton on to somebody else. Because your work is going to, you know, ultimately impact what they do. And I'm really appreciating the Abrahams that have gone before me, you know, my parents, my spiritual parents, like people in the kingdom of God. I'm really just admiring. God has been pointing me to specific people, not just everybody, but for my own life, he's pointed me to specific people in the ministry who've really been faithful, long suffering. And he's literally told me like, these are the people that I've called to pour into you, whether they are near or far. Um, And I think that's really important to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit about who he wants to speak into your life in that moment, because we are all in different seasons and each season requires a different kind of mentoring (laughs) and, you know, outpouring. It's always really good to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he's like, I'm speaking to you through this person, pay attention. It's important to respond to that. And, you know, I'm appreciating those people. I'm appreciating those who have remained steadfast and faithful um, because they are people that, yes, you can look to not in a way to idolize and put unnecessary and unfair and ungodly pressure on them to be perfect, because people are people at the end of the day, but understanding and appreciating their walk of faith and let's say their integrity. So let's say if they make a mistake, are they willing to come up and be like, you know what? Hey, look, I made a mistake here. That's a bad example. You know what I mean? So just appreciating the people that have gone before me because they are, you know, someone that I can look to and be like, okay, they've made it. So I can also make it like, you know, like, you know, in this society, it's easy to get those fears. I don't know about you guys, but I found myself like really like begging God, like, God, keep me faithful because this society, like, I don't know what my 10 years looks like, but he does like 10 years from now. It's so easy to get caught up in the hype. And let's say you get a bit of popularity here as a believer, or you get some more followers on Instagram, or you get this and you get that. And it's very easy. Once we get that inflation or increase, you know, it's very easy to compromise. It's, it's the enemy. It's not a, it's not a, 
an accident because the enemy is literally there prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. So he's there lying in wait like, okay, let me let you get some increase. Let's see if you're going to still be integral there. And let me see if I can test you with some popularity here. And it's not that the popularity is bad, but let's say, let me test you with some pride here. So let me make you think that now it's because of you that you got all this increase and all of that. And let me now cause you to compromise by no longer looking to Jesus, but instead looking to pleasing the followers that have come after you. Do you know what I mean? So something that I'm always like asking God for, I'm like, God, please. I've literally written it on my fridge. I'm like, keep me from stumbling, keep me faithful, like, um, and keep me humble. Right. So in this society, it's so easy to fall away. It's so easy to be tempted to look to the left and to the right. When the word says, don't look to the left or to the right, just follow God and fix your eyes on Jesus. And there's so many scriptures about remaining, abiding, fix your eyes on Jesus, keep yourself in the word of God so that you can, you know, know what the standard of living is and and keep yielding to the spirit of God because he will direct you. He will remind you of what Jesus says and all this wonderful stuff about fixing your eyes, fixing your eyes, fixing your eyes, which is, you know, different to what the world offers. The world is offering distraction and look here and look here and you need that and you need that and you're there doing your online shopping and then, you know, you've got five things that you needed and then there's an offer like, oh, get five more things and they're 60% off and then you start going, they're searching for more and more and more and nothing is ever enough in this world, right? But, um, you know, when God, we're content in him. I don't know who that was for. I really feel like that's for somebody <laughs> no hate sis or bro like that was totally me and God has really done a work in me he got me to delete some apps off of my phone (laughs) because that self-control was an issue but anyway (laughs) I really I thank God because he really broke me free from that like literally just a couple of weeks ago like I was really tempted to buy something and like I was really tempted I was going hard do you guys know Sheen that oh my gosh it's so dangerous I'm like adding stuff to my wish list. I'm like, so how many of these things am I going to buy? I'm like, girl, you got the money or not? Like, I don't have the money for this. I, the money I have is, you know, it's supposed to be used for certain things. And God pretty much just like, you know, he did a work in my heart in that moment. And I just was like, I don't need this stuff. I literally don't need this stuff. So I remember I just, either I don't even think I deleted the app. I was just like, no, let me be self-controlled and just not get the stuff and be okay. My flesh had a bit of a fit, but my spirit was like, yes, it's so good. And thank God, because the money that I would have spent on that has gone towards something productive and gone towards something that I believe God was sparing it for. So see, the enemy wants you to waste your money and waste your time because God's like, I have a real, a useful purpose for the finances and the resources that I've given you. But the enemy pretty much just wants you to blow it all. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So today we are talking about appreciating the Abrahams before us. And I really just thank God because... As I mentioned, you know, every Joshua needs a Moses before them and every Moses needs, you know, whoever was, well, his parents that put him in a, <laughs> his, his mama put him in um, a basket in the, in the river. But you know what I mean? She was saving his life. So every Moses needs someone before them. And we all come from somewhere and, you know, whether you had the best upbringing or not, it's really, the word does say that we are to honor our parents and, you know, respecting elders and all of that stuff. And, Respect doesn't necessarily mean condoning all the wrongful things, but it's like there is something, there's a special blessing that comes from that honor that we give those that have come before us. And when you actually just kind of shut your mouth for like five seconds, you actually get to hear, you know, if you're blessed enough to have, you know, elders around you, elders that have, you know, beneficial things, you know, useful things and fruitful things to pass over to you, you know, there is so much that we gain from that. And 
I really feel that that empowers us for our leg. And I often, there is a sermon that T.D. Jakes preached, like I think it was years ago, but it's there's something that he, he spoke there that the Holy Spirit really has just etched into my heart. And he spoke on the story of Samuel and Eli. And when Samuel was called by God, and he pretty much wove that story and he, the way that he dissected it and just explained it, the spirit of God really convicted me righteously with it in a beautiful way. Like he was explaining how, you know, Samuel was young and he had, he heard the fresh call of God, you know, he heard the fresh call of God. I, I believe in that time it said in that scripture that in that time, like hearing from God was pretty rare. Like it was rare for you, for someone to hear from God. So now here's Samuel probably training to be a priest, but he's getting like a prophetic call from God. Like God is calling his name. And Samuel, because he's so young, he's not experienced it before. He doesn't know what it is. So he thinks it's Eli calling him. And pretty much over the course of three times, God calls him. And each time Samuel, well, the first two times Samuel goes to Eli and is like, did you call me? And Eli is like, no, I didn't go back to bed. No, I didn't go back to bed. But the third time, you know, the third or the second or third time, then Eli's like, oh, hang on. Like, you know, Eli was able to recognize this is God calling this boy. So he's like, you know what? He gave him instruction as to what to do next time he heard God call his name. And I love that story because then the next time God called him, then Samuel knew what to do. And he was like, here I am, Lord, like your servant is listening. And then God was able to outpour and download this prophetic word to Samuel. And it was like Samuel's call and all this stuff. And I love that story because pretty much what the sermon broke down was that more or less Samuel was young enough to hear the call of God, was humble enough, was fresh enough to hear a fresh call from God. But Eli had that experience, that experiential knowledge, that wisdom, that life experience to be able to break down to Samuel what to do, to be able to recognize what it was. So Samuel heard, Eli didn't hear, but Eli was able to interpret and break down and enabled Samuel to understand that which he had heard. So it was really that beautiful marriage between the two generations. Like, you know, Samuel needed Eli. Eli, in a way, needed Samuel because if you read through that text, the story of Eli and Samuel, God actually gives Samuel a word about Eli and his household. So even though Samuel was young and he felt a bit afraid to say the word, Eli was like, tell me the word. And then he tells him a word, which is pretty much condemning. <laughs> um, sorry, Samuel tells Eli the word, which is pretty much condemning Eli and his sons and that their household and their generation. But, you know, it just shows and highlights and displays how much we need each other and how much it's so deadly for us to completely, you know, sever the tie between each other, you know, for the older generation to be like, I'm sick of this tie, this, this youthful generation, da, 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 cutting them off. And it's unwise for the youth to be like, oh, we don't need these old guys. They're like so backward and they don't have the right information. It's very dangerous to be in both fields because we need each other. We need, you know, the wisdom and the life experience that has been encountered by those who have gone before us, whether it is positive or negative, it's, we need that to know, okay, where did they fall? They fell here and here and here and here and here. And praise God if, you know, the older generation is willing to share those stories. Like, yeah, I fell here. Yeah, I fell here. Yeah, I made this mistake here. Yep, this resulted in this and yada, yada, yada. Because we can learn then and say, okay, now I know where not to step. Thank you for telling me not to hear these stories and begin condemning and saying, oh, this and all oh, this and all oh, whatever. No, it's like, okay, how can I learn from this story, God? And if we've got elders that are, you know, steadfast and have been faithful and this and that, whatever, amazing. We've got even more, you know, encouragement and examples from them as well. But any person who has lived longer than two seconds has fallen at some stage. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's it's not an easy task. You, the only person who has walked this life perfect is Jesus himself. So it's also an understanding like we can appreciate and not necessarily have to find fault in everything that our elders and those who have gone before us have done, 
Um, and we can always use the things that they go through as lessons for us, you know, lesson points, because I want my kids as well. When I think about my relationship with my kids, I'm like, I want them to know, like, I think I was talking to my mom about it the other day. Like, she's like, you know, it's good for your kids to know that it's okay to make mistakes. Like everyone makes mistakes. And even if they're undesirable, like show them how to rectify it. And I was so grateful for that because I was telling her about an experience I had with the kids. And there was a day, I think it was even yesterday. I was so rushed. It was Wednesday actually. So the day before I was so frazzled. I was like, you know, wanting to take the kids to daycare. There was so much I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, everyone needs to hurry up. And then I really just knew in myself, I didn't have a piece about it. And I just had all this strife and whatever within me. I'm like, why am I even trying to rush like the spirit of God is like what's the rush there's no need to rush like it's okay so after like a frazzled morning I remember just kneeling down before I put them in the car and I was like you know what guys I'm pretty I'm sorry for the way that I've behaved this morning it's not it's not okay for me to treat you guys that way just because I'm in a rush like I wasn't kind and I apologize and you know my daughter gave me a hug and my son was like mm-hmm. like he nodded his head he's like oh like he's like oh it, he either said it's okay mom or something um but in that moment, yeah, like, you know, I was reflecting on it with my mom and she was just telling me like, yeah, it's good. Like, it's great to have that resolve. It's great to have that, um, that pretty much like that healing moment of, okay, yeah, I made a mistake and let me now, you know, bring that healing, bring that restoration of kneeling down, acknowledging what I did was wrong. And that even teaches them, like, when I make a mistake, I can like, you know, just confess it out and it's okay. Sorry, I'm just listening out to see if my kids have woken up. But anyway, guys, this, this, I'm so thankful to God, like for the Abrahams that have gone before me personally, like my parents, my in-laws, like all these people. And like I said, the people in the faith, like I'm just so honored. And now having gone through this season that I've been through, like the past six months of my life, it, like it has done a full, a full, like 360 in the spirit, like not a 360, like a 180, you know? And God has just redirected me and I'm like, it just enabled me to appreciate those who have gone before me and the journeys that they go through and what my spiritual leaders have to go through, what my parents probably had to go through because of what God wants to use me for. Like, you know, it's just given me such an appreciation for them and such a respect for them. And I'm obviously still learning. I can still be a real stubborn kid. Like, oh my gosh, like I've got stuff I need to do. Why don't you just stop and da 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 da, you know? But I thank God that he's just, helping me to just sit and really just soak in the wisdom of those that have gone before me and he's using it to shape me and humble me and transform me for his glory and I really thank God for that and honestly that's my word for today like in autumn time harvest let us appreciate the Abrahams that have gone before us and appreciate the work that they did on this field that we are now reaping the harvest from that we are now picking these nice berries from like There are people that really labored and, you know, sweat and cried and grieved over the soil as they were tending to it so that we could enjoy the opportunities, the fruits, the the breakthroughs and the outcomes that we are enjoying now. You know, a lot of our strength is because of the work and the groundwork that was done by those before us. And obviously it is God that enabled them to do what it is that they were doing. So We really just thank God and I just give glory to God for my parents. I really want to honor them in this episode. Um, They have done so much and just the story of them and I don't know, just the entire story is just amazing. And one day I really feel like I just want to, maybe I'll talk to them in one of my episodes, but their story is incredible and what God, like how God led them to where they are and all that stuff. Anyway, it's not my story to tell, but they're incredible. And also my in-laws as well. They are incredible people. 
Um, I'm so thankful for them and I really want to honor them in this episode too. And every minister, every seasoned saint, I really want to honor you too. Like I really thank God for your life. I thank you for the sacrifices that you made to enable us as young people, young believers, older believers, mature believers, people that are just, you know, running behind you or now are overtaking maybe. Thank you for the work that you've done and those who have departed as well. You know, shout out to St. Patrick, a dear old friend of mine and our church who passed away recently. But like, I honestly was so joyful when he passed because I'm like, I know heaven has really just turned up. Like they have been so excited to have him. He was like, I'm on my way to heaven shouting victory. Like he used to always sing that song. And, you know, he's a real, he's an example definitely of somebody who has finished his race and now I'm able to keep on going because of the work that he's done. So I really want to honor all the saints that have done what it is that they're doing and who have encouraged and being faithful because it's enabling us who are following you and overtaking to also be faithful. So we think, thank God for your lives. And I just really want to bless you in Jesus name. May God continue to sustain you and fill you with the wisdom to encourage those of us who are following, um, that we may also be anchored in Christ and not, you know, led astray in any way in Jesus name. But anyway, guys, that's my my season. That's my episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited for next week's episode. So definitely stay tuned. If you've got any questions or anything like that, definitely chuck an email to the email that's in the description box of this podcast episode. And definitely, yes, we should have a chat. And make sure you follow my Instagram, um, lifewithpeace.podcast. And yeah, definitely, I'm very, very excited for this season. I am seeing harvest all around in my own life. So I pray you are too, in Jesus' name. (laughs) All right, guys, until the next episode, peace.